You're listening to the IQVIA podcast, where we discuss ways to drive innovation in healthcare. Hello, and welcome to IQVIA's digital enablement podcast series, Personalization Science. In this ongoing series, we bring in industry experts and thought leaders to discuss personalized engagement as the source of exceptional experiences for healthcare audiences, as well as data-driven approach to improve your omni-channel strategies. Today, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into what exactly do we mean by personalization? What are some of the best practices you as a brand or an agency partner can adhere to in order to ensure you're driving value for your audience, creating exceptional brand experiences that they ultimately require and frankly crave from the brands they interact with? My name is Andrew Burkus. I'm a senior principal in IQVIA's Digital Enablement Center of Excellence, and I'm thrilled today to be joined by our guest, Amanda Powers-Hahn, Chief Marketing Officer at Greater Than One. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you, Andrew. This is going to be an exciting discussion, one that certainly is a passion point for me, and uh, just excited to to be on the podcast and to have the discussion. So thank you very much for having me. Oh, and thank you. Thank you so much for your time here today. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, and, and I know our audience is going to get a lot out of this discussion today. So as noted at the top, speaking today about personalized engagement, particularly in healthcare and life sciences, how it's important for brands to execute this way in a timely and evidence-based manner in order to meet or hopefully even exceed the expectations of their audiences. So to set the stage here, I do want to note some voice of the customer, and in this case, healthcare professionals or HCPs, we'll use that acronym a lot, so I wanted to call that out. We observed in some primary market research we did late last year with a pro-voice panel of HCPs. The point of the survey was to understand, you know, post-COVID, you know, 2020, the shift heavily towards digital channels rather than more traditional in-person touches, field force, conferences, meetings, et cetera. Was that a temporary shift or was the rise of digital the new norm? We had about 2,000 HCPs answer and were able to establish some strong overall themes, but one that's really relevant to our discussion today showed that digital interaction had become the strong preference of many HCPs. And with this, many brands that, that we work with rushed to answer the call and increase their amount of digital content. However, the resulting experience of the audience was frankly mixed. We actually saw 61% of HCPs feeling that the amount of digital content they were receiving was, was overwhelming. It was too much, and some of them even said it wasn't relevant to their practice at all. So again, digital is important, but the need for more catered, personalized experiences has become the expectation of HCPs. We have high expectations for brands that we work with, you know, hotels, airlines, your local coffee shop. Just about everywhere we research and purchase goods and services, we crave that personalized interaction, that personalized engagement. So Amanda, I swear, getting to the questions here now. Uh, <laughs> my first question for you is, when your life, your day-to-day, -day, like the hotels, the airlines, the local coffee mm -hmm. shops I just mentioned, what comes to mind for you? The theme in my mind is meaningful connection. And you just touched on that, Andrew, just in setting the stage and the survey that was done. And as I think about meaningful connection from a personal point of view, I think about my daughter. My daughter is eight years old. She is incredibly intelligent and she knows me better than most anyone. And she, as she's trying to solicit the reaction or the response that she would like from me, she knows exactly what to say. She knows how to say it and ultimately uses all of what she knows in terms of me and what makes me tick to get the answer she's looking for. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that's a great example and, and one that for me hits close to home in an almost terrifying way. My daughter just turned three and I can attest 
she's a masterful example, as all children are at a young age, even at a young age, of observing those data points, picking up those insight signals, and updating their delivery and cadence of the messaging as a result. So seemingly, no matter what time of day or what message is being relayed, she's going to get a popsicle from daddy and is using all the data points at her disposal <laughs> to optimize her experience accordingly. And in that, yes, uh, the intelligence is there. I feel a lot of pride in that. But, you know, personally, I also feel a lot of shame that I'm kind of a sucker when it, when it comes to those things. So maybe we should move on for my sake. Well, it just it's so simple and yet so important. So if we go back to the idea of meaningful connection and soliciting that interaction and response, and put that in the professional context, I think about brands that are able to engage with me based on my identity and those that can predict what a meaningful interaction looks like and ultimately delivering it with great purpose. And in order to create that experience between an individual and a brand, we need both the right tailored, very personalized content we need the right context and we need the right cadence and ultimately the technologies that powers it all. So as I think about this and um, something that I came across that was a very personalized experience that drove great behavior change from my point of view is Noom. So Noom is this great weight loss program and what it does that's different is it actually changes your habits and the mindset that you have around food. It honestly changed the way that I feel about food, which is amazing. And it created a back and forth with me based on the behavior that I was delivering and sharing with this application day after day. So you sign up, of course, which is a very involved process. So to create that personalized experience, you have to accept and give a little so that that brand or platform can understand you as a person. In the case of Noom, you set a goal. Mine was to lose some weight, and then the experience begins. And what's amazing is this digital content that we receive every day through Noom is specifically crafted for me. There are quizzes that track my interaction and progress over time, right? It makes me accountable. Mm -hmm. um, also connects with a step goal. And what's really clever is if my step goal one day is 3,000 steps and Noom tracks that I was able to accomplish 3,500 steps, guess what? The next day my goal is 37,500 steps. So it just is very smart in terms of the predictability of what I'm able to accomplish and keeping me engaged throughout the way. And it rewards you. So instead of perhaps, um, you know, spanking you a bit for not being able to interact with this experience, it rewards you when that experience is so great. And ultimately, if we sum it all up, I honestly felt like this brand knew me. And so it was customized, it was engaging, it kept me coming back for more, and ultimately I accomplished my goal. And now I talk to my friends and family about it, and I share my positive experience because it was life-changing. That's awesome. And, and congratulations, of course, on a positive health journey and, you know, adopting new habits and behaviors and even in the short term, let alone, you know, the the change that you, you said you were able to achieve there as a fully adopted lifestyle change. That's, that's a challenge for so many people. So not not just a great experience you had there, but clearly shows that uh, the personalization angle of it. I love the phrase you used there that felt like the brand knew you. I mean, that goes back to what we said about the doctors. They were saying there's the digital content out there, but it's not relevant to my practice. You know, what Noom was able to provide for you was relevant to the goals that you had and, you know, was rewarding you and, and keeping you accountable. And that's that's great. All positive 
good points that are just great examples of a personalized, customized brand experience based okay. on data upfront, data gathered throughout, and you know, really getting to know you as a person and what would work for you. So that's fantastic. I swear, Noom is not a sponsor, but I have heard great things as well. So this just echoes what I've heard about them. What can pharma brands do? you know, the clients that we work with every day to be at the forefront of building these positive experiences and creating these relationships that, again, clearly the audience craves in, in wanting to interact with the brand. Yeah, I think the first thing that we need to understand, and you teed it up with the hotel examples, is that we set our expectations in terms of experience, not within the context of pharmaceutical and healthcare brands, but across all of the experiences, across all of the brands that we interact with every day. And we need to recognize that instead of seeing perhaps pharmaceutical marketing as too challenging, we need to open our minds, believe that it's possible, and start experimenting with some of the ways that we can continue to be on, on the forefront of healthcare. And, and ultimately, put ourselves in the shoes of our customers to be customer-centric and to recognize that if a brand can create a meaningful place in the mind of that customer, ultimately that brand is going to make a true difference. It's going to drive the behavior change that we're looking for, and ultimately an advocate that can help accelerate the brand even further moving forward. Yeah, that, that, that's excellent. I, I really appreciate that. I It is interesting though, we, we think about all, all of what you, you said there comes together but really, really, all of this is data, all of this is tech in terms of, of enabling it, pulling it through. And, you know, I, going back to data, I mean, I, data is, is what I do work with every day. So it's, a, it's sort of a passionate thing of mine. You could have all of that information. You could gather that to create that personalized experience, begin to know your customers, know as much as you can possibly know about that customer to create that experience. But all of the terabytes of data in the world aren't worth anything unless you have the ability to execute at the speed of business. So it is about timeliness. It is about agility. If your data sources are in silos or aren't updated quickly enough, the opportunity to make that difference, to foster that behavior change might be completely lost. And the inability to act it with that agility, with that timeliness, could be the difference between a positive or a negative experience. You know, going back to that idea with the hotel, like if you ask for pillows and they never show up, you're not having a good experience with that hotel. You may not come back there again. So if you're not meeting the expectation in the hotel, or in this case, physicians with timely information relevant to their practice, their challenges in that practice with their patients, the healthcare situations that they're seeing, the diagnoses, the treatments that they're starting, you know, if, if you can't use the data to, to create that positive experience. Your brand information might be ignored, might worse yet be disregarded entirely. Uh, and if another brand in your category or another hotel down the street is able to deliver that relevant experience, then your opportunity to, to be a part of that consideration set might be completely lost and you, you may not be able to recover. Completely agree with you. And, you know, back to the study that you cited at the beginning of this conversation and the rise of non-personal promotion, and then coupling that with the fact that there's way too much content and that our customers are overloaded and inundated, it is all about great data. And within the world of digital and non-personal promotions, we have a tremendous amount of data at our fingertips. The creative analysis and the application of that data is the opportunity for us as marketers. No, excellent. All right, so now we've solved the world's challenges. We have a clearer picture on what it takes to create these experiences. I was wondering if you could share, you know, at a high level, some of the new and novel ways that, that you and the Greater Than One team are, are working with clients to help achieve these personalized experiences, these engaging experiences for the audiences that they ultimately want to connect with. 
Yes, the first way that we are adding value and really trying to help is to build their digital capabilities internally. So many of our clients are working so hard to figure out how do we enable an omni-channel experience, this personalized experience. And many, if not most of them, don't have the capabilities within their own internal infrastructure to be able to do so. So at an enterprise level, we through our technology capabilities can help them build that. So that's first and foremost. From a media perspective, um, we are very focused on immersive content forward programs. So programs that ultimately bring that customer experience and content to the customer versus being so focused on asking a customer to abandon what they were doing to mm -hmm. visit one of our own properties. So being able to partner with some of those publishers on the forefront of healthcare that have created these almost omni-channel in a box solutions where we can pilot programs and understand very quickly the value of personalized customer journeys is another way. Um, and back to technology, we're experimenting with a lot of the latest technologies out there. So taking generative AI for a moment, um, experimenting on how we can more effectively and efficiently craft content. And then as we craft that content, of course, go through the right regulatory reviews, refinement, et cetera, to make that content approvable. But again, experimentation and just having real world experience of what's possible is, is a huge opportunity for all of us. Uh, and then ultimately, you know, in, in some ways, it's not about building or creating these solutions ourselves. It's also very much about working with the best partners. And mm -hmm. there are some incredible partners in the business in terms of data and building audience segments, leveraging that data to power these experience in a very personalized way. And of course, Acuvia being one of those. Oh, well, you, you flatter us. Thank you. I, I really appreciate uh, being included in that list. And yes, it's a, it's a privilege to to work closely with uh, with you know great folks like yourselves that are really sort of pushing that envelope, really trying to to be out there and use all of those insight signals, all of that data, all that technology to to really create those those personalized experiences for the audiences that uh, that we want to reach. I mean, it's fun, isn't it? I mean, that's one of the reasons that we're in this business is just to continue to push and to innovate and ultimately to to be able to see the positive results behind it. It's it's really thrilling. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So just, you know, to flip the script for a minute, as you think about digital enablement and defining personalized engagement, what do you and the team think about? That's a great question. Thanks. So let's 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 start at the end and, and work backwards here. So what our audience wants, and we, we've said this a number of times, it certainly bears repeating, is that highly personalized, exceptional brand experience. So no matter what the channel, the message, or moment in time, you're working to create a journey that's relevant, not just broadcast messaging, because ultimately you want to support outcomes that matter, those endpoints that matter, like you just mentioned. So more education gaps closed for your healthcare professionals or your patients and consumers. Getting more of those patients on treatment or better adherence, you know, understanding the importance of staying on the therapy or really just trying to drive the better health, health outcomes for everybody. And this is going to sound super oversimplified, but I do think that this is achieved best, as we've talked about, by translating data into actionable insight and doing so in a timely manner to maximize that effectiveness. 
And this is best made possible through the integration of all data sets together. Whether you're looking at your engagement metrics, your channel and content preferences, real world evidence like research and behavior data, clinical metrics like the number of relevant patients in an office, the subsequent diagnoses and treatment decisions. All of these are insight signals and all taken together will drive, deliver, and coordinate messaging into that valuable journey. So again, not scattered broadcast touch points like they used to do back in the old days, but really you know, coordinated, crafted, you know, valuable journeys for the physician audience. And the beauty of HCP marketing, of course, uh, is we can gather all these data points at the one-to-one -one level. So when we think about what it means, we're creating personalized messaging, not just at a decile level or a specialty level, but for each and every doctor that we want to reach and the patient needs that arise in their practice, we can customize that messaging and, and information to them. You can even use these data points to sequence messaging across channels, you know, trigger, next best action, all of these things are happening now, should you have the tech enabling the activation to do so. And, you know, that's really when we're at the forefront, like you talked about those, the programs that you're running, you know, you, you really wanna be, you know, the, the, the what's the cutting edge, what's at the forefront? It's like, you're doing all of these things together. It's really like you're finally cooking with gas. I love what you said just a moment ago too, about the importance of real time data and our ability to act upon that data swiftly. That is one of the key challenges. So having the ability to understand the data quickly, the technology to be able to um, you know, power the analysis of that data so that ultimately we can create that next best action or interaction with the customer in real time is key. Yeah, no, the customer centricity there, I think, is is very important. And, and you're right, you're not going to be able to, to do that uh, without the ability to, to ingest all that data, to learn, to activate in a timely fashion. And, you know, it, it's really just, you know, you got to start somewhere. And I would say that many of our clients, they're activating in this way, but there are others that would probably say to us, may, maybe privately, maybe they wouldn't admit it on a large call or, or with their boss in the room or something. But you know, they're overwhelmed. They look at this, they know they need to be acting this way, but they don't know where to start. And you'd mentioned earlier, some of the folks that you're you're working with, they don't have the ability to do these things in-house that would allow them to have sort of a, a best-in-class suite of services to create this. So that's why you often start with your pilot programs or your proof of concept, focus on a single brand or a single indication with a lens towards scalability later. I mean, Every journey that you have, you know, as a brand, let alone the journeys you're trying to create with, with the the end audience, you know, it really does start with that single step. And I think a lot of what you just said there is really important. I think that's where you want to get as a brand. But if you are in the audience today listening and you're like, I'm miles away from from being able to execute that way, you know, don't don't get stuck. Don't don't be paralyzed. Don't be uh, full of fear. Each journey does begin with that single step. And there are things you can do now, uh, even if it's just a single campaign to, to prove or, or to justify the budget. Um, you know, you you begin that journey with that single step. Completely agree with you. So develop pilot programs, you know, approach it from a can-do mindset, um, seek inspiration, find those analogs of brands that are doing it well, even those that are already on the forefront of healthcare, you know, keep the customer, of course, at the center because that's when the brand matters most. And ultimately, you know, hire really great partners versus trying to do it all yourself. Yep, we're, we're we're all in this together. I love that mindset. So as we we come sort of the home stretch here, I wanted to talk with you know, again the the new, the novel, the the interesting. You know, that's what our clients are always asking us what they should be doing next. So there are some you know ideas and innovations out there that are helping us you know create better personalization, deeper engagement. 
Um, one thing here that I wanted to bring up, it's, it's interesting. We have conversations with clients all the time. And, and there's there's often a misconception when talking about the personalized experiences that like all of the all of the touches can't can't come together in some way. Uh, and I'll give you a great example. You think of the types of uh, sites where, you know, you had some of those immersive experiences, things you're talking about. Uh, but then there's also your email, your programmatic, et cetera. And, uh, you know, I don't think people are aware often that there's a substantial amount of endemic inventory. So advertising opportunities on journals, EHRs, medical associate websites yes. that's available to be purchased programmatically each month. And you can have that incremental reach with your providers when they're in their white coat moment or healthcare mindset or, or whatever it is that we'd like to describe it. And you can then have that inventory connected as part of your journey with the email, the social, even the field force channels. Again, if you have it all collected at the individual NPI level, you know, you can have that connectivity and, and all parts and all interactions can 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 be, you know, uh, united together in that way. And, and I swear there's a question here, uh, <laughs> but oftentimes I think there are too many silos, you know, within organizations, within the data, within the technology. So how are great partners, strategic partners like Greater Than One working to eradicate these, frankly, unnecessary barriers and silos? Because obviously, I, I think an open ecosystem of data, of technology, of everything that you can gather, that's really paramount to creating the best possible personalized experiences for your audience. Absolutely. I mean, from our point of view, this is starting to happen both internally and externally, which is really exciting. So from an internal point of view, we are beginning to see our pharma clients work more closely together across their internal teams. So we're seeing their analytics and insights group work more closely with the digital centers of excellence and the brand teams and the technology teams. And ultimately, you know, rallying around this shared desire to create those personalized experiences and to um, ultimately deliver on the omni-channel conversation and opportunity that we're all discussing so much. Um, we're also seeing silos being broken down internally across the different affiliates. So within our pharmaceutical and healthcare clients, you know, global working with the U.S. affiliates more closely and ultimately them sharing best practices. And to your point, Andrew, being very open and transparent and wanting to work more closely together because they know that together they can accomplish more and more quickly than they could do on their own. And we're also seeing a similar theme externally where the silos are being broken down, partners are working more closely together, and those strategic partnerships are ultimately enabling us as an industry to create the personalized experiences that are gonna drive our brands forward. And that is, again, putting the customer at the center, those strategic partnerships are creating more cohesion in terms of data and our ability to analyze and act upon the tremendous amount of data in the marketplace. Then thinking about the content, so crafting that content, working more closely with partners and, of course, you know, agencies and others in the industry to create content that's going to drive the engagements we're looking for the right context, which is the media, ultimately those different platforms that we will deliver those customer experiences within, and then the technology that powers it all. And when we can bring that customer-centric solution forward more quickly and more closely together, we all win. Interesting point here too, you brought up content, which I think a lot of times when people think of, you know, uh, the data points that are collected, we think about channels or we think about, um, you know, the the actual media itself. But, you know, the agency role doesn't start 
and stop with media placement or channel preference, which is you know such a core part of, of omni-channel execution and personalized experiences. But you know the the creative itself, the content itself, there's a lot of interesting stuff that's going on in that world. Uh, so as an example, um, you know, segueing off of what you said there, there are already brands and data partners that are out there that are using artificial intelligence or AI to assist in creative optimization that adds a whole other layer to to customizing and personalizing experiences, which I think is important because. Anything you can do to try to rise above that clutter and, and increase your odds of engagement with your audience, it's a, healthcare is a very competitive space. So as many insight signals as you can gather to create that personalized experience, upping your odds for interaction, engagement, and ultimately building those experiences. So there are opportunities with content, you know, having dynamic content out there and using AI to have predictive elements out there. What copy, what images, or even what colors are going to resonate best with users on the in that moment? One company that's been doing this for a little while now, it's a great uh, great thing that we've seen in the marketplace, is the Weather Channel, and they use privacy-forward uh, signals such as location data, local weather, time, day of the week, behavioral data, site interaction, et cetera, all determining you know, how a user is interacting with messaging, and these inputs form that creative messaging that goes out there, and you know, it's such an interesting added layer now of adding creative execution on top of channel execution, preferences, all of those types of things. It's really cutting edge to, to be able to do that. And it's a whole other sort of game changing, you know, and I, I really believe it is way that's a fascinating cutting edge execution in terms of making sure that the creative is now even customized on, a, on an individual level when you're trying to build those personalized experiences. 100%. Um, and in a privacy compliant way. So to your point, there are so many data signals, right? Back to the idea of that can-do mindset. So many data signals that we can leverage to craft personalized content. And if we do that in a way that is compliant and thoughtful, we will get the response we're looking for from the customer. It's going to be an engaged customer that appreciates that the experience is customized for them because it matters more, right? We've been listening to them. It's not gonna be a frustrated customer who might believe that a brand has crossed the line. No, excellent point. Uh, and I'm glad you noted privacy there too, because you know, that's such a core element of everything that we have to do uh, and have to be mindful of when it comes to, to messaging in a healthcare space. I, we probably could do a whole uh, second podcast uh, just about uh, privacy and, and regulations and, and all the ways that we have to be mindful of that when creating those personalized experiences, but mm -hmm. uh, we'll, we'll save that for another day. So. Here we are. I'll, I'll close with this. So as you sit in your role uh, at Greater Than One today and you're working with clients, they're always demanding what's new, what's novel, what's next, what's innovative. What are a couple key takeaways for healthcare and life sciences marketers that you would say, you know, think think of these two or three different things that always be at the core of what you do, always be at the core of how you're trying to improve the ultimate health outcomes through these personalized journeys and messaging, et cetera. Mm -hmm. The first is all about data. So, and we've talked a lot about data and the power of data as part of our discussion today. Data is what drives great personalized experiences. And as marketers, it's the creative application of that data that's key. The second thing is the industry is evolving in some really exciting ways. So back to the idea of customer at the center, it's the content, it's the context and it's the technology that powers it that ultimately creates that customer experience that's going to make a difference. And then back to one of the other points we talked about is the exciting partnerships in the industry, right? We are coming together 
as partners in really exciting ways to be able to solve for this together. So I would also say that as healthcare marketers, we need to be very open and uh, excited about creative ways that we can work together that are new and different um, and not see each other as much as competitors, as partners in trying to, to deliver on this. I love that, the the you know, closing there with the, the importance of partnership. If you think about it, we're all working towards the same end game here, which is to improve health outcomes. Uh, and if it really is that customer-centric, patient-centric focus uh, in improving those health outcomes, it's, it's going to go a lot further if we all work together to make that difference in the marketplace and in those people's lives uh, versus, you know, kind of viewing it as a competition. And that goes back to that idea of the open ecosystem and pulling in all data points and working together. Um, you know, that, that's the way we're going to get there. You know, I, I agree with you. I've definitely seen more movement and positive momentum in those areas in the last couple of years. But again, if it's all focused about improving lives and getting people on the, the treatments that can you know, make a difference in their quality of life or perhaps even be life saving. You know, again, we're all we're all uh, in the same canoe. It's better if we all paddle in the same direction. So that is you. the purpose behind our work. I love the uh, way you just said that. Excellent. Thank you. Well, thank you again, Amanda. I truly hope we can do this again sometime. We we actually might have to with how quickly things are evolving in our, our industry. Uh, you know, periodic touch point about what has improved and what is new and novel since the last time we spoke. Uh, so I, you know, thank you not just from myself, but to our listeners. Very insightful discussion. I'm very grateful that you were able to spend some time with us here today. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Great. And thanks to the audience as well. I'm Andrew Burkus from IQVIA, signing off for myself and our guest, Amanda Powers-Hahn from Greater Than One. Hope you all have a great day, everyone. Take care. You've been listening to the IQVIA podcast. Learn more about how we help our customers and partners accelerate innovation in healthcare at IQVIA.com. <laughs>